try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. If you're sitting somewhere in the Midwest and you got a crap ton of snow sitting outside, this is the place you want to put your ass right now for the next two hours. NASCAR Cup pilot moving to Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's team. Tyler Reddick will be here in the Big Nation. Marcus Erickson has a new face on the board Warner for the Indy 500. He'll be here in the Big Nation. And your NHRA top fuel champion once again, the daughter of John Force, or shall we say, uh, Ash, uh, Brittany Force is. Um, how, how's it go, Stat Man? Where, where once again the child takes over for the for the parent, and the child becomes. Yeah, go ahead. I think the only thing that's important is that she's the only champion in John Force Racing right now. Hey, oh. all right. So Brittany Force oh. here in the Freak Nation. We want you guys to be a part of this. NASCAR claims. Uh, that was this the best season ever? We'll get to that, Freak Nation. This is how you play ball with us. Hopefully, you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch. You're listening to us on one of our many affiliates across the country. And again, a reminder for your new viewers, this is a radio show that's been going on for 22 years. Affiliates across the country, every streaming app on the planet, and of course, SiriusXM. And we just decided to put our pretty faces on <laughs> YouTube and Facebook Live. So there you go, man. Where are you, Freak Nation? I saw where it was in Indianapolis. Got about two or three inches of snow. That figures, right? Well, Statman, did that carry over into Columbus? No, not yet. We, it's cold. It's cold enough to snow, but no snow yet. Huh. Had some flurries on Saturday, but the ground was too warm for it to stick. So Indy got dumped on, and you're only like a two-hour drive. You didn't get anything. Huh. Not yet. Well, takes storm takes a storm uh, two and a half hours to get here. <laughs> got it oh i get that stat man because typically that's just what happens between indianapolis i mean they're they're called nap town however the hell they came up with nap town it's still beyond me crasher so oh like, yeah what? we don't need to go there we don't need to go what's there. the problem with that i crash? like rick chiming in saying that they got less than an inch according to my friends two inches on the north side whatever in october no what are we november mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot for this time of year Kind of. Really? Yeah. 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 The dumping doesn't really happen until end of December and into January. Nine minutes. Brittany Force, NHRA top fuel champion, will be here in the Freak Nation. And the, I don't want, I don't want to say the, the dude with the best, with the most wins, did not win the NHRA Funny Car Championship. Ron Caps won the championship. But Robert Height did not. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up in the Freak Nation. And again, a little sit down with Tyler Reddick. It's incredible how this guy, and I, I think I say this in the interview with him, that um, one of the nicest cats on the planet, certainly one of the nicest guys on the track, a, a gentleman driver, if you can have a gentleman driver in stock car racing, A.J. Allmendinger, Tyler Reddick, two of the nicest dudes 
uh, behind a wheel. Who else would you put in there? Crash, Statman, Suave. Who else would you put in there from uh, the Cup Series that, that are that nice, a gentleman driver of sorts? Do you have crickets? Truex. Uh, oh, yeah, Truex. Mm-hmm. But he at least has a fiery personality that it wouldn't go into that gentlemanly category right. necessarily. <sighs> Suave, who would you know. put in there, bud? Nicest driver in the Cup Series on and off the track. Oh man, that's a tough choice. I have Tyler Reddick's definitely P one. Mm-hmm. Behind that, I, maybe somebody like maybe somebody like a like a Corey LaJoy or something. After watching, I was watching, I was watching Race for the Championship, and he seems like a good dude. Like, he's, he yeah, nice, yeah. He has a nice family. It's he races tough, but he's not he's not a a dirty driver by any means. He's, I don't know why his name came to mind first. But. <laughs> Austin most Cindric, of, the, most of the guys at the top of the sport, your Denny Hamlins, your 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 Kyle Bushes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, your Joey Logano's who get booed everywhere they go. So, and there's no gentleman about any of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Austin, off the beaten path there. Austin Cindric is a pretty cool dude. I mean, he's been he's been uh, you know up front with me, and I'll, that's all I could ask for. Where the other ones haven't been. So, I wonder if we put it up on Twitter. I don't know if we should do this. If we put it up on Twitter. Would you rather? Well, Would you rather drive like Ross Chastain <laughs> or Tyler Reddick? <laughs> oh, with recency bias on who was the hero of the NASCAR championship weekend last weekend, I think that will hurt people's votes I'm, in the I, Chastain camp. You, uh, I, I think he would win by, speaking of elections, I think he would win by a uh, small margin. A margin. Uh, we're going to resume with some appeal. Let's get right back to you, Greg Nation. <laughs> Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. We're bringing in our friend, the Sports Map Radio Network, to be a part of this. 80 Pulse Station, Jamification, Dream Sirius XM, every streaming app on the planet. If you missed it at the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in six minutes, her name is Brittany Force, and she also has now two NHRA Top Fuel Championships to her name. She will be here in the Freak Nation, and I'm curious. Crash, Stat, Richie, I want your opinion on this. I'm going to ask her somewhere in that interview if by the time we finish that interview, if John Force is six beers deep celebrating his daughter's second Top Fuel Championship. Crasher? Well, it's 7.06 Pacific time right now. Mm -hmm. They got done at around 5.15, 5.30 Pacific time. So it's barely been two hours. Right. Yeah, he's definitely six years in. Yeah. That man? Mm -hmm. No, he's still, uh, no. I I got a lot of faith in John. Uh, Those days are behind him, I think. I was just a freaking fan. And I was already six beers deep. I was yeah, celebrating but, anything. Yeah, but you were five beers deep when you were in the grandstand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Richie, what do you think? You think John Forrest, 16-time Funny Car Champions, is he's already a six-pack deep? I'm taking the under so far, but it will be over very, very shortly. Yeah. So, Freak Nation, coming up in about four and a half minutes, Brittany Forrest, NHRA Top Fuel Champion. If they've got decent sales service from Pomona, Pomona, California, she will be here in the Freak Nation. Also this hour, Tyler Reddick will be here. Crash got his pit news and notes. And there was a press release that came out earlier from NASCAR, and it's simply titled Best Season Ever. 
NASCAR closes the book on an extraordinary 2022. We'll also hear from NASCAR president and others regarding NASCAR's move for the 2022 season. You look at some of these topics that they brought up with the rewritten record books. Um, some are debatable. Some I say, hell yes. Love it. Compared to when we started this damn thing 22 years ago. My God. Uh, how far we've come with NASCAR in about the last four or five years. It, it took them 17 years to finally steer that freaking boat anchor. All right. Uh, Brittany Force coming up, Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood, but did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your first furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-616-1031-800-616-1031-800-616-1031. That's 800-616-1031. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 
this girl was a very young woman when we started Speed Freaks 22 years ago. Now, two championships later, popular champion for two NHRA fuel pilot, Brittany Force, here in the Freak Nation. And Brittany, how does a person like yourself sleep the night before knowing that you've just got to go one round to win a championship? Uh, we didn't know it was run round. Uh, you know, really, it kind of just out as it did today. We're coming into it. We just knew we had to stay ahead. Our goal was to win the event and we would be okay. But uh, honestly, somehow I slept last night. I didn't think I would, but I was able to get some sleep, which is what I needed uh, to, you know, be prepared for today. Brittany Force, two-time NHRA Top Field Champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And after you won the won the championship, you, you seem to just kind of spill your guts about thanking Rudnick and everybody on the planet. Uh, how difficult was this championship? Because for some people, it looked like a cakewalk. The last time we did it was, you know, 2017. Winning championships is not easy. It's it's tough work. It's um, It takes all season long to get here. So I really have to, you know, it really comes down to this team. It, it takes every single one of us involved, you know, to win this thing. And, um, you know, we've been getting ready for it all season long. We go into the countdown where we struggle a little bit in the countdown and, and we somehow turn it around and, you know, gain that lead back and we're able to win, you know, win it in the first round today. It just still seems surreal to me. Um, I haven't even, it, I haven't processed it all yet. <laughs> Brittany Force, you're now two-time NHRA champion joining us here in the Freaks Pits. And you mentioned we somehow, you used the word somehow, managed to turn things around in the countdown. What was your somehow? Because I would assume that people on the team, possibly you as the driver, were getting pretty doubtful at one point during this countdown. We just, uh, we lost our footing going into the countdown. It's, you know, it's, We've been preparing all season long and we've ridden this high all season long and to continue to carry that is really tough, uh, especially when, you know, we've, we've had so we've set records, we've uh, brought home number one qualifiers, won races, and to keep carrying that high is, is impossible. We just happened to lose it right at the, you know, at the wrong time, right when this countdown started. Uh, we were out early, uh, I think in the second round and we haven't done that all season long. And, uh, you know, we went into the next race of the countdown and it was the same, same thing. So it's just, uh, unreal that honestly, for how terrible the beginning of our countdown went, we were able to catch back up. That was really incredible. Uh, you know, we really figured it out in Vegas. That win in Vegas was huge for us. We, you know, picked up the points lead and then coming into this weekend, um, qualifying, we picked up points in qualifying. We needed that to get us around and, and it was just done in the first round. Is this more rewarding winning the countdown coming from behind, coming from the third place in the countdown versus rolling through it and winning it easy? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. We were, you know, way behind this whole mm -hmm. countdown. We just re gained it in Vegas only by seven points. So that could be made up in qualifying. Um, you know, we lost it. It wasn't, you know, we weren't in that points leader position. Um, lost it for a bunch of races. We just happened to get back on top uh, before coming into the big one. So Brittany Force, top fuel champion. Your crew chief, David Grubnick, was a driver. And it seems like you've been going so much better with Grubnick. Uh, it is... Has his presence helped you 
drivers talking to each other? A hundred percent. To be able to talk with a crew chief that's actually sat in one of these cars knows the not only knows how to drive these cars, but won races, lost races, been, you know, lost on hole shots, won on hole shots, just everything that comes with it and the pressure that comes with it. To be able to sit down with the crew chief and talk about all of that weight, um, it, it's been really helpful to me because he gets it. He understands the weight that we carry, you know, coming into first round, coming into any event and he understands it. He's been there. He's done it. So to be able to have those conversations where he could give me, a, you know, some advice and it, and it helps me. There's been days where he's, you know, completely saved my ass with just his pep talk that he gave me. It was something I needed, you know, before going into the final and uh, very lucky to have him on board. He's an incredible crew chief. Um, also kind of like a therapist in a sense. We have so many chats on those weekends where I almost got beat up and figured out how to turn it around. Your sisters don't act like they're interested in coming back. Do they give you any support or any static about you staying out here and winning championships? At, at- they're out here this weekend watching. But they're my biggest support system, my whole family. Um, lucky to have them. And, and honestly, in that final round last weekend um, in Las Vegas, I was just, I wasn't in the right mindset mind frame i just i felt lost and i wasn't prepared going into the final round and we needed to be prepared to win the thing and i called up courtney you know who's was in the seat just a few years ago and i'm like help i'm freaking out and she gave me a pep talk and said do what you've been doing all season long it's been working for you and you will get back on top don't worry about it doesn't matter where you are what you're doing do what you've been doing all season long and that was what i needed to hear sometimes you just need a little you know kick in the butt you need a little bit of you know spark some motivation and I got it from her. So I still go back to my sisters. I talk to my dad. I talk to Robert, Austin Brock, all our teammates. Um, I still go to them for advice because sometimes you get lost and you got to get back on track. And I'm lucky to have them in my corner, have their support. Hey, Brittany, is your dad six beers deep already? <laughs> no, I don't know where he is. Uh, I actually, he was on the starting line early. I don't know where he is. I don't have a clue. He's out here somewhere probably celebrating. Well, Brittany, it's it's fantastic. Congratulations. The offseason just got a little bit sweeter for you, didn't it? Thank you. Yes, it, it is. Uh, it's been an incredible year for our team. We've done so much as a team. Uh, looking at our season last year, we've really come a long way. And this championship is just, it's what we've been chasing since we've been, I've been with this team, this group since 2019. We've been chasing a championship since then. Um, it took us a few years, but we got it done. Very proud of all of them. Very proud of everybody involved, and it's been an incredible day. We're bringing home. We get to put that number one on our car. That's the most exciting thing. We get a debut here. Actually, no, we start in Gainesville, but uh, we'll have that number one on our car, and that's what awesome. we all want. That is the ultimate goal coming into Pomona, and now leaving Pomona. Well, now your dad's six beers drunk. Brittany Force <laughs> here in the Freak Nation. <laughs> Brittany, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, awesome. here in the Freak Nation, and I know what you're asking, Crasher, about yeah. the whole Robert Height situation. Where guy, well, you want to explain to the Freak Nation what you meant by that? The question. Well, that was that was the original part of the question. I didn't want to get into that because, mm-hmm. first of all, I know she was having trouble hearing us, and second of all, that's just we could talk politics in NHRA when we go into that question. I wanted her to enjoy this interview as much as she could. 
the end part of the question was, is it more rewarding to have a come from behind victory in a championship versus rolling through? And I would argue that, yeah, that feels a little bit better because you, at one point you don't think you're going to have it. It's not like every weekend you're going to an event and you're winning and you're winning and you're still leading the points. So, yeah, unfortunately, I know she didn't understand that part because our audio wasn't that great. But the other part of the question that I did not want to get into was, Here's Robert Height, her teammate in Funny Car. He won, what, 10 wins on the season? Just commanded the regular season. And, you know, I guess NASCAR's had some situations like this before in which you have a regular season winner and then they lose it in the in the playoffs. That's what happened to Robert Height. He just dominated the regular season. To be honest, he dominated the beginning of the playoffs, too. But the exact opposite of Brittany, he fell off these last couple of rounds, whereas that's where Brittany got on, and that's how she went on to her title. Robert Height lost it today. He lost it to Ron Caps. Ron Caps being the champion. Ron didn't win the event, but Ron, but Robert Height went out two rounds earlier than Ron Caps. And because this was a points and a half event, the season finale, it vaulted Ron Caps just enough. Ron Caps didn't have to win in the finals, but he couldn't lose 20 points by crossing the line or having any other sort of penalty. As long as he ran clean, he was your champion. And that's mm -hmm. what happened. Robert Height, not. Statman. You know what impressed me more than anything was looking at her. I remember when she got into top fuel, she was wide eyed and didn't know what was going on. And now after a couple of championships and especially tonight, looking at her, looking in her eyes, she's a champion now. And uh, she expects to win, expects championships and knows what she's doing and knows where to go when she does get out of focus. And that is the, the true mark of a champion. She's surrounded by people that know drag racing, by drivers, and she she's going to win some more oh, uh, yeah. quite frequently, uh, I believe, because she's matured as a driver, and now she knows how to win championships. I'm glad you brought that up, Stat, because I picked up on it, but I didn't pick up on it enough to bring it up. Interviewing her, and if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook Live or Twitch or any of the other uh, video channels or listening to us, go back and watch this interview with Brittany Force. She, the air, uh, the 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 anxieties were gone. She, it was the relief was smack dab on her face, yep. bright eyed, listening to what we were saying. Actually, taking questions longer than I expected mm -hmm. from someone that had a crappy connection with us. But yes, Dad, you could you could read it on her face, like my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And she was she was immediately Grubnik, a friend of the freaks, when he was a driver, he must be helping her an enormous amount because she responded to that question a hundred percent and went on. He must be truly helping her, and it feels good. I've talked to a lot of drivers who think that the only thing they have to do is drive the car and drag racing and let the crew chief take care of it. But she has a crew chief that can help her and uh, she's head and shoulders above most of the other field. Coming up your stat man scat. Also this hour, Tyler Reddick, a fantastic one-on-one -on -one with Tyler Reddick. I don't think uh, either the three of us have a bad thing to say about Tyler Reddick. One of the nicest cats, not just in the garage, the NASCAR Cup Series, but just on this planet. Just a great dude. We have him here in the Freak Nation. And your Indy 500 winner finally got his face on the board. Warner, we're talking about 
Marcus Erickson. He joins us in the second hour. So, yeah, man, a big two hours here in the Freak Nation. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, uh, Twitter at Speed Freaks. Uh, one, one other thing in regards to the NHRA. She brought this up, too. Something that we haven't seen since we started this show. They ain't starting in Pomona next year, bro. Oh, yeah. They're starting in Gainesville. That's going to be strange. Yep, yep. Imagine the people in Gainesville <laughs> and the people in Pomona, all the the restaurants that we used to go to that depend on that kind of business. And now they're not going to get it. I'm sure this is, they're, not, they're not just learning about this, but they're going to feel it next year, a couple months. But is it smart in a sense that NHRA is going to start in Florida NASCAR starts in Florida, sports cars start in Florida, IndyCar starts in Florida. Let's just keep the media down there for like a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they maybe, start, maybe that's why they made that decision. I don't know. They start the f- uh, second weekend of March. Oh, so it's way after. Yeah. Might not be way after IndyCar, but it's way after sports cars and, and NASCAR, obviously. Yeah, it's the yeah. 9th through the 12th. Uh, for the Gator Nationals in Gainesville. So they're then, keeping it on spring break. That's interesting to me. Then they head back out here two weeks later, I say here, to Phoenix, Arizona, and then to Pomona. Then Cali. Got it. Yeah. Huh. And to Statman's favorite after that, the four wide nationals in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Freak Nation, you got your crash Cloud's pit news and notes, and NASCAR's claiming this is the greatest season ever of the Cup Series. We'll get to that story. But first, Statman Scat. I need to be careful how I say some things coming up here. Uh, first, Mercedes got its first F1 win of the season. Today in Brazil, George Russell, his first win of his career, seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton was second. But the background of the race says a lot. Hamilton tangled with his bitter rival, Max Verstappen, during the race. In short, Verstappen and his team said Hamilton should have moved out of Max's way. Officials thought so much of the Max attack, they gave him a five-second penalty for diving under Hamilton's Mercedes, causing contact. Then later, Mad Max refused to follow team orders so teammate Sergio Perez could pass and get some needed points in his battle for second in the season championship. Perez is now tied with Ferrari's Charles Leclerc with one race left. Mad Max got on the radio, said not only would he not get out of the way, he said, quote, don't ask me again. Seems like everyone should get out of Verstappen's way, especially if you're a non-white driver from Britain or Mexico. For Max, team or even cooperation means nothing. Just get out of his way. Sports too small for that attitude. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, coming up in moments, Crash Gladys, spit news and notes. But let me remind you, our good friends at General Tire, they know that winter's coming. The wetness is here. The snow's here. We saw it in Indianapolis and other Midwestern cities. The snow's here. Make sure you're riding on some righteous rubber from our friends at General Tire. That's GeneralTire.com. Two things you should do. Either go to GeneralTire.com or may I suggest you go to SpeedFreaks.tv and hit the General Tire logo on the front page. 
on that logo has got a link to dealer locators and tire sizes of General Tires, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in about nine minutes, Tyler Reddick, NASCAR Cup star, moving to Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's team next year. But first, Crasher, how about some pit news and notes? All right. Well, the racing season has essentially come down to Formula One and NHRA saved some action on the desert dirt. Let's go to Formula One first. And Statman just alluded to it in his scat. Happy maiden victory to George Russell in Brazil. He mastered the race, staying ahead of all the drama, whether that was Verstappen, Ricardo, Norris, Leclerc. He even managed to hold off teammate Lewis Hamilton after the safety car near the end of the race, too. Bottom line, we know Mercedes is ready for the season to end, but this is a good way to start going out. All right, in top fuel, the battle for the season title was expected to go down to the final round. However, all but two of the contenders were upset in the first round of eliminations, including Antron Brown beating Justin Ashley after Antron had just been eliminated when Brittany Force drove on. In the end, we just talked to her. It was Brittany Force as your now two-time champion, Austin Proc, driving on to the event win. Funny Car's title battle took its first hit when Matt Hagen was eliminated in the first round. Then Robert Height fell in the second round. Ron Caps just had to keep winning. Then by the finals, he didn't need to win, but stay clean and not get penalized. He did just that. Cruz Pedregon went on to the event win, but it was Ron Caps becoming a now, get this, two-time consecutive champion. This time, this year, as a team owner. Pro Stock Motorcycle's big prize ended in round one when Matt Smith, won his first round, and solidified his record-tying sixth title in the series. Eliminations continued, and wouldn't you know it, but the power couple went through a bit of a power shift. Angie Smith just kept going rounds, and in the final, she nailed the tree, drove on to a .002 victory. And that win was as sweet as it could possibly be because, well, of course, her husband wrapping up the championship earlier in the day, but this win of hers vaulted her to third in the championship points, her best ever finish in the points in the class. Pro Stocks 2022 champ suffered a bit on the weekend, qualifying in the bottom half of the field. That's right, she's already a champion. But of course, never count Erica out anyway. She and the team found a way to the finals, but it was there that Greg Anderson took the finale Wally to cap off his season and put a bow on 101 total wins with team owner Ken Black and sending Ken Black properly off into retirement. And though we don't have final results from Sunday yet from Nitro Rallycross in Phoenix, Travis Pastrana kicked off the weekend solidly, becoming the first repeat winner in the series on the season, holding off his teammate Connor Martell in the first of two finals. Yeah, it's named after him. What, what do you expect? It's, it's, it's not the Pastrana Rallycross. Jeez. Is it? No, it's no, not. It's just Nitro Rallycross. All right, for all information on the weekend, as well as breaking stories, check it out, racer.com. Freak Nation, Tyler Reddick coming up next. The, the interview is about 20 minutes longer than, uh, okay, it's about 20 minutes long, but unfortunately, we can only feature about 13 minutes of it. It's a fantastic, I say fantastic, it's just because Tyler Reddick is just so damn cool. He's fantastic. Yeah. Do we put a, do we put a poll up there? Swabby, or did we just ask the damn question on Twitter? No, I just put it out. Who is uh, who is the the best uh, best person NASCAR Cup Series driver? The best yep. person. I don't know. I re- I remember how I phrased it, but it's up there. That's Beefreaks on Twitter. You can go you can go check it out. The best person. Who's the best guy? Yeah, the best dude. Who's the best dude? That's a short. That'd be a short question. Uh, 
response. <laughs> Who's the swellest dude? Swellest. Like that? In NASCAR. Let's remember, Statman is not in NASCAR, so you can't vote for Statman. Oh, no, but you can certainly email him, statmc at speedfreaks.tv, Freak Nation. Again, Tyler Reddick coming up next segment. Next hour, we're looking forward to this. His name is Marcus Erickson. More importantly, he's an Indy 500 champion running for Chip Ganassi. He visited, he visited his homeland last week in Sweden. And uh, we caught up with him. He's got a new face. It's and it's on the side of the Borg Warner Trophy. It's silver. Yeah, they capture his hair. I'll give you that, but I don't want to give it away. <laughs> but if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook Live, you'll be able to see his face on the side. How do you actually get somebody's face right when it comes to? Is that all silver? What is it, Crasher? It's silver. Silver. It, it's art. I I can't. I'm not a sculptor. I don't know. We've never in our 22 years ever interviewed any trophy sculptor. So mm. if you want questions, actual answers to questions like that, then we need to interview an actual sculptor. Yeah. So uh, he'll be joining us coming up in the second hour. And I promise to get to this where NASCAR says, uh, I'll actually ask the question, best season ever for the 2022 Cup Series. We'll get to that. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, like, subscribe, and all, everything you need to do on our uh, YouTube page. Uh, Tyler Reddick, coming up next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab a some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV Motorsports Network. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities. 
like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800 273 7075. That's 800 273 7075. Freak Nation, coming up in moments. His name is Tyler Reddick, one of the kindest, gentlest men in a race car. I don't want to get off on that, but uh, just a great dude. He'll be joining us coming up in moments. But first, I remind you, go to lucasoil.com, and the product feature of the week, of course, is the world-renowned fuel treatment. They call it a tune-up in a bottle, Freak Nation. Don't believe me? Try it out, man. Uh, it cleans and lubricates the fuel system, increases the life of pumps and injectors, and increases power and miles per gallon by burning excess exhaust and exhaust emissions. Go to lucasoil.com. Dot com. Talk motorsports. I don't want to talk driving or Phoenix International Raceway. I'd rather talk children. Have you found that trying to grab a P1 isn't as difficult as raising a child? That's a fair statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, both are pretty challenging. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Your children are uh, are with you when you go home. You can leave racing and mm-hmm. get away from it. Um when your kids are upset, you can't really get away from them. <laughs> were you one of those guys that did a lot of research, like how to raise a child no. or just like, maybe we're going to wing it kind of well, like I do on dirt. My girlfriend did a lot of studying and I just said, I'm just going <laughs> to show up on the first day and figure it out. So my daughter's eight years old. Yours is two. two. And I think we've talked about this, that she's eight years old yet. She'll hop on the bed, still find a way to kick me in the junk. It's like, baby, daddy, you know this, man. So get ready for that. For six or seven years, your well, child will it's still. In, it's he kicks me in the head. Right. Thankfully, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll get in bed and he'll start flying around and mm-hmm. yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's and he always he, he's pretty smart about it. He'll come down at like four in the morning, Oof. and not all the time, but when he does, he comes down at four in the morning and will hit you enough times to wake you up, but you're just too tired and it's too late in the night to just fight it so just go back to bed what do you say uh son's just hop in bed just lay down here with us no he doesn't even ask he just crawls in bed you know he kicks us as he as he comes in he's tired he's flopping around and then yeah but i'm I'm trying to get back that's an off-season project every time he comes through that door i'm gonna get up and run him back up and into his bedroom because he's taken away from my sleep (laughs) and i don't like that (laughs) and it's innate for a child they can't lay Parallel with you. Is they got they're, like, they're like a dog. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't understand. In that? his bed he lays totally normal. He gets in yeah. our bed and he's got to lay sideways, kicking us, push what, what he's he's actually a he's what he what he is is a bed hog. When he gets in bed, he'll just start mush, moving me off to the corner right. and try and push me off the bed. And then he'll turn around and then push Alexa all the way to the edge and then and then stay there so she can't get away <laughs> from him. So he's just a bed hog. This will be your 
second or third off season with him. It's so be it's, my um, two. So one two. So this be a th- this be your third off season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zero one two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I guess so. I'm not good at math. Yeah. Okay. Great. I got it. But that's what the engineers for. <laughs> With an off season in the Reddick household, you, your girlfriend, your son, uh, it's difficult, a dude my age, to shut it off. But can you shut all this off and zero in on? See, no, I mean, uh, like last year, really couldn't because there was so much change with a new car coming in and mm-hmm. testing, and, and had a lot to learn in a short period of time. And so we approach mm-hmm. um, this off season here in a couple of days. It's kind of the same stuff in a, in a way, learning a new. A new, a new manufacturer, a new team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for, for as far as I'm, as far as I can see, it's going to be a busy off season trying to work through all those things and be prepared for the start of next year. Do you talk to Alexa about that? Like, maybe I'm just I'm trying I gave, to shut I already, it off. I already gave her a fair warning. Like, hey, you know, last <laughs> off we off season really sucked, right? Like, yeah, we were busy. This one's probably going to be a lot of the same. Right. So, yeah, she's already not happy about that. She's like, oh, vacation, this, that. And I'm like. Uh, bad news. That whole team switch thing, you know, is it's this winter. So there's going to be a lot going on. What? Uh, that's a great point. I haven't thought, granted, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about you. Sometimes I do. But with the, the change, with the, the team change, granted, people say, oh, it's still a NASCAR cup car. But everything's different from what I hear, just like yeah. any job. When you walk through the door, even when you walk up to open the door, it's just different than when you're walking in RCR. Yeah, Not- the key card won't work at <laughs> <laughs> the other building. <laughs> right. It's just different. Yeah. Right? And have, granted, you're still employed under contract with RCR for the you know, one more race and through the year. Have you had a chance to go over to the other team? No, and- not yet. I mean, that that's all stuff that, that starts in the off season. Right. Um, because we're still competing against them for a couple more days. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's still it's still a race car. It's still this next-gen car. But, you know, the the people that you you work with on the training side, the sim side, mm-hmm. uh, the people you work with in the shop and how, you know, you set up a race car and how you go through those processes, um, their approach to the race weekend's more than likely going to be different than what RCR does. Every, every team's kind of got a different mm-hmm. way of going about things. And so just, just learning that, that process and getting used to it and, and how they do things, getting used to that routine will all be really important in the off season. So when we get going at the beginning of the year for basically, you know, 38 straight weeks, what it seems like, um, that you're ready to go and not caught off guard. The creature comfort, again, Tyler Reddick joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hill Studios, the creature comfort of being with RCR for so long. It's like, again, you're in an old house. You just know where everything is. Everything feels good and cushy and and elegant at times. I would imagine that's that's going to be the same thing. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. This doesn't yeah. feel as comfortable. Well, I'm not going to lie. I definitely, you know, the first couple of times I was in RCR, I really got lost. But it can be a maze. There's not a lot of windows. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the where where 2311 currently is is kind of not the permanent home. It's right. a little bit smaller, so it won't be. I won't have to do as much exploring as I did trying to figure out where everything was at RCR. Um, but yeah, that just getting used to that. Like I said, getting used to that yeah. new routine um, this winter, I think, will be really important for me and and getting my schedule figured out and sorted and figuring out how I can maximize my time that I put towards racing right. uh, before the year starts, so that you know when I. I'm, I'm away from racing and I'm away from working on the car or the simulator, whatever it is. Um, I can maximize the time that I, that I have and spend at home with, with Bo and Alexa. When 
you started this season. We talked outside Phoenix International Raceway. You were here for a winter test. And there was a lot of hope. And we've, we've talked numerous times since then. It's like, when are you going to win your freaking race? All right, you won, your, you won a second race. You made it into the chase, the playoffs, all right? Rank your season where you sit now. What it, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. It's, it's had a lot of, a lot of peaks and a right. lot of valleys. Um, uh, and they've, you know, the peaks have been great and the valleys have, have been pretty, pretty tough to go through considering, you know, what we all feel like our potential is and has been this year. Uh, so, you know, a lot of good moments, but a lot of frustration mix it out. I mean, when this year is all said and done, um, you know, every, as, Basically, for the, for the next year that, that we prepare and get ready for all these races, you go back and go through everything. And for the next year, about 60% of the time, we're going to be studying a race. I'm going to be looking back at what happened, and I'm going to get really pissed off because, you know, it was a race that got away from us or mm-hmm. something went wrong or we had a part failure or we blew a tire, you know. So, um, had a lot of good moments, but but certainly there was a lot that we weren't able to capitalize on, and I think it really dictated – how our playoffs unfortunately came to a close early, but uh, we've continued to have speed. We've had the opportunity pretty much just about every week. Mm-hmm. You know, is it's just not not really a pattern to it. We've just been able to show up a lot of times to the racetrack with a lot of speed. Are you a driver that likes that believes that any publicity is good publicity for our hmm. series? Mm, Outside I mean, of something just completely out of this, off this planet. I mean, like, like what, what happened last week, for yeah. example, last weekend, Sunday with Ross, like, um, in the moment, it's like, I don't know if that's going to be like the best thing for us, but the amount of just attention and exposure that, yeah. that, that moment brought was, was, was awesome. It was fantastic. Really. Logano said, eh, we don't need that in our sport. Larson says it made our sport look bad. I don't get it, but. Where does Tyler sit on that? Uh, that moment and him coming up with that was was pretty incredible. Um, I think what they're more speaking to is, I guess, what I'm worried about mm-hmm. is potentially, you know, every short track that we go to in America, you know, a driver having the option to do that to mm-hmm. either win the race or um, – I mean, I guess in a playoff setting, that was pretty unique, right? But it opens a door like, okay, if someone's within two, three points on the last lap, Martinsville at the cutoff mm-hmm. race, what do they do, you know? And um, I just hate to see the entire field on the fence and no one passing anybody on the final <laughs> corner. Don't you um, just throw a yellow, though? Isn't that what you do? How to correct that? Just throw a yellow. Well, the race, that's the last lap. The race would be over. So, yeah, I don't know what you do. I really don't know what you do. be interesting to see. I think. I feel like it's going to have to happen a few more times um, before really any big decisions are made on it. Because, I mean, the the moment itself was great for for the sport, but it would certainly be pretty interesting to see if the guy that's dominated the the whole race at Richmond um, get get the doors blown off by the guy he's been almost able to lap (laughs) uh, all day long because he rode the fence through three and four. Well, I get it because there are other sports, baseball, football, basketball, that – they make rules to prevent things like that when they happen at first or a second or a third time. So I do believe something's going to happen because of what you're saying. The moment was cool. We relish in it. I'm getting texts and calls and you know, when my mom is 90 years old talking about, wow, I saw that race and what that guy did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. But there needs to be a precedence. <sighs> I guess we'll see. Right. I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong. Um a little bit of talk to Ross about it. It's not the most pleasant ride that might deter some people from doing it. 
But uh, when you're when you're desperate and you want to run races like myself or Ross or do what it right. takes to get it done, we'll pretty much be willing to do whatever it takes. So I think we'll just have to see how it plays out in the future before, you know, I, I guess I really make a decision on how I feel about it. Because that's a the point, that, how you feel about it, that, that's the point is you have Ty Gibbs doing what he did. You have Bubba and Kyle doing what they did. You have Chastain. It's bringing these new, new eyeballs, but you've got to answer the questions for these three freaking individuals or four individuals that caused these headlines for NASCAR. I think I'm getting back to my point of any news is good news for your sport. Does that get tiresome? Having to answer that question for three other cars outside of you? Um, uh, I wouldn't say it gets tiresome, but, but you do hate to see, you know, certain things play out like they did with, with, with Kyle and Bubba. Mm -hmm. The, the, the one that is probably the most frustrating is, is what happened Saturday at, at Martinsville. Um, that was, that was hard to watch. Um, largely because there's a lot of short tracks in, in America mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it already seems like respect really isn't where it should be on a lot of these short tracks across across our country um and when our Prevere, you know oval stocker racing series is racing like that mm -hmm. i feel like it just promotes it on the lower levels where uh people are putting race cars together with their life savings and, and all those things and um I, I just i hate seeing it trickle down i guess more than anything when when it does when it does happen you know in our sport we can deal with it we can move forward from it but it, do, it does hurt to see it trickle down the way it does sometimes. That's true. You emulate those that are above you, and you write these short. Yeah, because if they, if they see it on a Saturday night and he gets away with it, why can't I do it? Right? I did it. Yeah, well, I can go do it next next right. week in a short track. Why not? If we weren't in the playoffs, would we have seen ramifications for Ty? Hmm. No, I don't think I. No, really why not. Yeah, because that's just part of racing. But the significant of yeah, that I mean, that's just it's. You know, in, in the past, I was actually talking about this a little earlier, like right. in the past, you know, the drivers would have taken care of this police set themselves, you know, um, and I hope that that will will happen. Um, but, you know, certainly on, on the cup side, um, it's 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 pretty difficult to actually crash someone if that <laughs> makes sense. The Xfinity cars, you can get a little bit closer. You can you can do those sort of things. But, um, you know, in the past, the drivers kind of police themselves and they would, you know, get it under control or not, you know, allow someone to race that way and get away with it for long. Right. And uh, I mean, I guess that's the way I would love to see it go. Like, I would love to see us kind of be able to police each other. You know, if you go dump someone out of the way and you're at the guy, the bumper, of the guy that did it to the guy ahead of him that you, you know, get him back or, you know, I just, I just hope that at some point, you know, we can kind of. Bully the bullies into a little bit of respect, right? Like, mm -hmm. gotta gotta do something. You can't just let them get away with it. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Freak Nation coming up next hour. Marcus Ericsson. He was hanging out in his home country of Sweden last week, parading around the Borg Warner Trophy, and it's just not a. The old Borg Warner Trophy, it's a Borg Warner Trophy that now has his noggin on it. <laughs> and you'll see in this interview where they certainly got his hair right. You know, Statman, if he had a head like yours, it wouldn't be tough to just kind of round off that melon. You know, they say that uh, when God made heads, he made the perfect ones, and then the rest of them he covered with hair. All right. 
fair. Okay. <laughs> Haven't heard that one in the last 22 years, Freak Nation. It's a new one. Yeah. Only the perfect heads are hairless. Uh, Statman has something to say about Max for stopping in the yeah. Formula One race today. That's yeah. coming up in your Statman scat. Don't miss that. At uh, right around 25 past the hour. And again, Marcus Erickson here in the Freak Nation. And I promise you that we will get to the NASCAR press release that said, best season ever. NASCAR closes the book on an extraordinary 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season filled with statistical superlatives. Does every series do this? Because IndyCar did this in September, too. Yeah. When their season was done and then they sent out a press release with all the accolades of attendance being up and ratings being up. And there were some people that were shaking their heads a little bit. Yeah, you got to puff your chest up a little bit, Crash. I guess. Don't be I so guess. hard on them, man. No, I'm not. I'm not being hard. I'm just kind of laughing at. Some of the things that all these racing series want to say about themselves when we can all go back and go, hmm, contrary to what we witnessed ourselves. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Looking forward to this. His name is Marcus Erickson. The second Swede crasher? Yep. Kenny Brack being the first. Right. But this is the first time that the Borg Warner, massive trophy that's given to the winner of the Indy 500 every year, the first time that the trophy has gone to Sweden. It didn't go with Kenny Brack. What a bummer. I know. The freaking NHL Stanley Cup can go to the freaking moon, but the damn trophy can't go to Sweden? The moon? It really went to the moon? Richie, help me out here, man. What's the furthest the damn Stanley uh, Cup has been, my friend? It's been all over the world. So um, name any country you can name off the top of your head, and it's probably been there. I don't think it's been to space, though. <laughs> Make it happen, Gary Batman. When the Arizona Coyotes win the Stanley Cup this year, it could happen. Uh, there's no when in that statement at all. <laughs> ain't happening i think it's already over and you know we got to ask uh marcus erickson again indy 500 champion this year right we're still in 2022 yeah. <laughs> uh did he drink anything out of Was is he allowed to drink it can he i mean dude had about a, a pint of freaking milk after he won the indy 500 does he take it behind the and his sponsor makes milk products husky mm-hmm. the hell is husky available milk. over here not available in the States. People are begging them. Apparently it's going to come sometime mid 2023, but 
I don't know if that's been confirmed. Not if Greg Pickett has anything to say about it. Exactly. It is a direct competitor to muscle milk. Yes. Oh, it is a um, protein drink? Part of, yes. They make chocolate candy bars as well, but in their health line, protein drinks are big. Yes. We just dug a quick rabbit hole Mm -hmm. there. Share with the Freak Nation who Mr. Pickett is. We got about three minutes, Statman. And speaking of, I haven't seen Muscle Milk in quite a while. Go ahead. Sure. He's a race car driver who uh, helped create Muscle Milk, won Trans Am championships, and races on the West Coast largely. I haven't seen Muscle. Is he still in in a race car? Yeah, he races Trans Am West series. Uh, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he, maybe he does the events when they come on the West Coast, but yeah. He sponsors, he does a lot of uh, uh, cannabis products now as well. He has many businesses. Wasn't he a part of Patron, Patron Tequila for a while? Right? Yeah, perhaps, yeah. yeah. He sponsors he uh, uh, Christopher Dyson, who won the last two Trans Am championships. Uh-huh. Okay, you're involved in cannabis. You have a protein drink. Your race to cars tequila. used to be a tequila. Sounds like that dude that we watched uh, that series on, where he ran about a, a billion dollar weed business out of freaking Columbia <laughs> and sports cars. I, hey, listen, you can email me at statmcspeedfreaks.tv if you have a complaint about what I just yeah, said. He's, not, he's also not involved. He's not a part of the Whittington brothers either. Man, man stat man pulls out the freaking <laughs> shovel and digs another rabbit hole. We promised not to go rabbit hole. And well, that, uh, that's what they make Google for, you know, come on, go, go Google Whittington brothers and be surprised. <laughs> you know, my dad was still alive. He died in 2014. Again, I don't think Google. Well, yeah, Google was like uh, Google oh, it. Yeah. But hey, listen, the, the guy was 89 years old and he, he spent freaking, what, 50 years telling me to go look it up in the dictionary. Yeah. Go look it up in the encyclopedia. Right, Stan? Yeah. My dad told me, you know, go look it up. He didn't care where I did. Just leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Suave being the residential, if we said go look it up in the encyclopedia, was the last time you saw an encyclopedia being the residential millennial sure. Quick story. When uh, I was a kid, my parents had an entire volume of encyclopedias, A to Z. And they're for, they were from the 1970s. So there was even even one for each year of the 1970s. This was, you know, when I was pretty young. So like dial up internet was just becoming a thing. And so like, if I was bored, I would go check out the encyclopedias. And that's <laughs> no joke. I'm not even lying. I thought they were cool. I, was, I just flipped the pages and find he, found out random crap. Did you hear what he just said? He just said the dial up <laughs> internet was important when he was growing up. <laughs> well, again. He was a fan of girly magazines till he got past dial-up. DSL, baby, we got it in the house. It's all going down now, man. All right, we're going to bring in another round of affiliates and get back with it, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks in the Lucas Oil Studios, babe. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Back on the Sports Map Radio Network. 
stations across the country, Big Nation, Sirius Satellite, Sirius XM, they call it nowadays. Every streaming application out there, bam. Uh, have any questions? Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, watching us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Man, you guys are hanging out. It's awesome. Thank you, guys. A couple of websites to check out, generaltire.com or, again, speedfreaks.tv. Hit the General Tire logo and link to find out a dealer near you to get those new General Tires. That's uh, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up at about 25 past the hour, Statman. I'm really surprised, Statman, that you turned on Max Verstappen like you did. Man, you and him were buddy buddies last year. You agreed with everything he did and the stewards did. (laughs) Yeah, look that up, too, on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think any Christmas cards will be going to uh, Max Verstappen even, from uh, Columbus, Ohio, anytime soon. Who even, was it that he got in a tussle with in 2018, and then was screaming to the stewards about how bad they were to him, and now he's doing the same thing. He's just he's such an a hole. Sorry. Other I just, than that, is an ass. Other than that, Crash, how do you really feel about it? Would you like for him to run into an old Jimmy Spencer or Dick Trickle back in the day? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to hear him, hear Jimmy Spencer's or see Jimmy Spencer's reaction when he said, "I ain't getting out of the way. Drive around yeah. me." Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Dick. Meet Max. Dick Trickle would have that freaking palm on <laughs> the fall staff, and the other just whoop his ass. Yeah, one of the great lines from the Speed Freaks past. I don't understand. He kept taking his face and hitting my fist with it. <laughs> and the late, great Bobby Unser called Formula One drivers a bunch of peas. <laughs> Rhymes with wussy. It was human greatness. Mm-hmm. All right, Freak Nation. Uh, we're going to take a break. And then your Indy 500, Marcus Erickson, joins us with his new face. It's all coming up, Speed Freak Spit to Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works! General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. 
Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-569-5802. 800-569-5802. That's 800-569-5802. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. That was so good. We just thought we'd do it twice, Freak Nation. Yeah, how about it? The website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, our friends at Lucas Oil have been a part of Speed Freaks for damn near those 22 years. And they've got a product out there that, frankly, is synonymous with Lucas Oil. It's called Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment for both gasoline and diesel engines. Call it tune-up in a bottle. And some of the highlights increases the life of pumps, injectors, increases power and miles per gallon by burning excess exhaust emissions, and it neutralizes low sulfur fuel problems, which can be a problem for gasoline engines. Go to lucasoil.com, lucasoil.com for more information. IndyCar Series pilot joining us once again in the Freak Nation. This time he has a Borg Warner and Indy 500 trophy to his name. And the pictures, the videos that we're seeing from Sweden absolutely bonkers the thousands of people that showed up to welcome their native son with this trophy did you expect such a crazy ass crowd to welcome you with this trophy i to be honest with you i didn't know what to expect i was uh, you know very excited about uh, bringing the borg warner trophy to sweden you know that was uh, just bringing it to my home country uh, was was very special and then i knew you know we, we, were, we had a lot of things planned but obviously the the sort of highlight of my week was bringing the trophy to Kumla, my small little hometown uh, in, in Sweden. And and yeah, this turnout that we had uh, with, I think they estimated it was 8,000 people on the city square celebrating with me was uh, was just incredible. Again, Marcus Erickson, Indy 500 winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And the only way that I could put this into perspective is the most famous trophy in my lifetime would be the World Cup trophy. And I don't know if I'd show up with 8,000 people to welcome my team back <laughs> for that trophy. 
I what what is so special about the Indy 500 to to Swedes, or is it the fact that their native son won the damn thing, or they wouldn't give a crap if a Brazilian won it? No, I, I think it's a you know it's a combination. I think uh, the interest for IndyCar and for the 500 has been growing and growing um, the last few years, uh, and then also for me, you know, I, I did five years of Formula One before I went to IndyCar and. And have a you know a solid fan base that follows me and and you know is uh, covering my career. Um, so I think it was a combination of things. And then the 500, you know, I think people don't really understand how big it is yet. But I think this tour that we've done this past week has really helped people over here in Sweden to understand how big the 500 is. I think with the tradition, obviously Kenny Brack, uh, the other Swede who won it in '99. Have sort of put the 500 so people know about it i think but it's yeah it's definitely been sort of exploded since uh since the may this year and, and me winning it well marcus erickson winner of the 106th running of the indy 500 may 2022 you you just kind of alluded to something there how sweden potentially was more of a formula one fan base but because of kenny breck maybe putting the indy 500 on the map and now you winning it in your hometown just going nuts stockholm even going nuts is there is there something that can be made for the success of just motorsports in general you guys taking it to another level yeah i i think so i think uh, racing is, is definitely on the up i think from the one the way that's been growing the last few years has, has definitely helped all kinds of motorsports, in my opinion. And I think for us, you know, the IndyCar series is, is becoming stronger and stronger each year. We have a lot of cars, a lot of good drivers coming to the series, a lot of international drivers coming to the series. And I feel like the interest for, for the IndyCar series is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger here in, in Europe. And, you know, in Scandinavia now we have Ian Felix, we have Linus who won in the lights, and hopefully he will be on the grid at some point next year. We have Christian Lungard from Denmark. There is a lot of drivers and, and it creates a lot of interest. So it's it's really cool to see. And like I said, you know, bringing the trophy here, the trophy is obviously very unique and very spectacular. So I think people have been very impressed about it. And we've definitely, I think, created some new IndyCar fans as well this past week here in Sweden, which is super cool. Marcus, help me out with something here. You're good friends with Daniel Ricardo, and we everybody wants to see Daniel in IndyCar, but he's saying apparently that ovals are not his thing. He, he has a, a little bit of a fear factor for ovals. You're one of his buddies who has won, has found success on the biggest oval in the world. Is there anything you could say to him to say, hey, dude, sports in general is a dangerous sport, but we do it because we love it. And these cars are just as fine, buddy. They're just as fine. I tell you a fun story. So I, I met him. I went to Austin for Formula Wonder, and I was having lunch with him on the Sunday before the race. And you know, we were talking about these things, and he was saying that, yeah, you know, in the car looks really cool. He's a big fan of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, not sold on olds yet. And then I'm like, hey, wait, wait a second, bud. And I showed him my Indy 500 ring with all the blings and diamonds and everything. He's like, oh my god, okay, I might change my mind on olds now. That's what you can win. <laughs> so yeah, I. Uh, and yeah, I, I'll work on it. Uh, I think he would love it in the car, but uh, he seemed to not be ready to to sort of come over here yet. But uh, who knows? I think, you know, we've seen over the years, you know, a lot of drivers coming from Formula One, having a bit of a sort of don't want to do the ovals thing. And then it takes a year or two and they do the ovals and love it. So, you know, I think it could be a similar thing with Daniel if he were to, to, to come over to IndyCar at some point. 
And real quick, I just want to interject this real quick. Would you argue that ovals are easier to drive in an Indy car without power steering than driving the street circuits and the road courses on an Indy car without power steering? I don't know. I think, you know, it's it's all, you know, the cool thing with IndyCar for me is the sort of combination of things, right? We have the street courses, we have the, the road courses, we have the short ovals, we have the super speedways, you know, it, it's the mix that makes it so cool, in my opinion. And and they all require a different type of driving style, uh, different setups. And, you know, it's, it's that's what I think makes IndyCar unique. And me personally, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to come to IndyCar was because of the ovals because i always thought that oval racing was uh, something that i i thought it looked really cool and i thought i would really like it and be good at it and uh, i'm happy that's been the case so you know i i love it i think it's really fun and a very cool way of go racing marcus erickson winner of the indy 500 sixth in points last year uh, that stuns me i was i was getting ready to go down a whole different road here but you're the first uh, driver based in Europe that I've ever seen uh, or ever heard mention that they were looking forward to driving on ovals. Uh, you must be uh, you must be Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's funny because you know Kenny Brack. He was uh, he was helping me in my early career quite a lot and managing me. And you know, obviously Kenny was making a great career in the states. And I remember growing up, you know, watching TV. Uh, with my dad, we would watch some races with Kenny here in the States when he was in IndyCar and, you know, winning the 500 in 99, I think it was. And, and already then, you know, it was sort of in my mind. And then throughout my career, my speciality has always been high-speed corners. And for me, in my mind, then like, okay, I love high-speed corners. I'm always really good in high-speed corners. I must be made for oval racing, right? Because that's what it is. It's high-speed corners, <laughs> constantly high-speed corners. So I was like, I need to try that at some point in my career. And that's why, you know, like you said, most European drivers or drivers from outside of the U.S., they sort of don't want to do it. But for me, I always had that sort of thing in my mind that at some point I need to go to America and try ovals because I think it would be really cool. So like I said, I'm happy I did. I love it. I think oval racing is amazing. And Obviously, after this year, I haven't changed that. You know, that's uh, only made me, you know, more of animal racing after winning the 500. Marcus, when you were in Austin for the F1 race, did maybe an owner or two knock on your shoulder and said, hey, dude, uh, were you interested in coming back? Did Would that uh, attract you at all? So, I mean, I, I still know a lot of people in the F1 paddock and, you know, it's fun going and see uh, old friends and so on. Uh, I didn't get any concrete offers. I am also under contract for next year and I'm very happy <laughs> on the contract for next year. So for me, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a chapter that I'm, I'm past now. I'm, I'm really happy being in IndyCar and I, I see myself being in IndyCar fighting for more 500s and championships uh, for many, many years to come. Uh, so that's sort of where my mindset is. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I see it. I'm going to let you get by with the, uh, the adjective concrete offers, uh, <laughs> meaning that somebody might've said, uh, uh, let's say a muddy offer, but you got, uh, you know, you were, there was some interest. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know if you were a milk drinker before the Indy 500, but, I can imagine that milk tastes a little different now. Does it uh, remind you of Victory Lane when you take a sip of milk now? 
Yeah, it was it was funny, you know. I I I don't drink milk uh, often. Uh, I do drink chocolate milk sometimes. Uh, I like that. Who doesn't? Uh, but uh, I, I was on a TV. I was on a TV morning show here in in Sweden the other day, and then you know they. They had brought milk uh, for us to share with milk there on the TV show to sort of celebrate my 500 show, so uh, 500 wins. So that was pretty funny, actually. So I have been drinking a bit more milk lately than uh, than prior, and that's for a good reason. <laughs> you like that taste, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives me some good memories. You know, it's uh, yeah, I don't three know million dollar sip. A three million dollar sip of milk. I can handle that myself, right? Marcus Erickson, Indy 500 winner for your 2022 Indy 500 here in the Freak Nation. And you got your face on the Borg Warner recently. Does, in your opinion, does it look like you on the side of that Borg Warner? Is your nose too big? Is your face too long? Is your are your lips too small? What What do you think about your face on that Borg Warner? I think Will Burns, uh, the artist, did a really good job. Uh, I've seen, uh, you know, I was a bit nervous before because i've seen some examples uh, on other uh like uh, sculptures let's say that hasn't been great but will has obviously always done a really good job over the years and i think he did a good job with me you can see it's me he got my hair really well so you know mm. that's you did. About that. <laughs> so yeah i think it's super cool sure. and if you're watching this on youtube or facebook live or anywhere across the world uh what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> It's a good post, right? No, yeah. so that's uh, it's a uh, it's next to my hometown, Kumla. It's a place called Urbro, and this is a statue of uh, Ronnie Peterson, the F1 driver from Sweden who raced in the seventies, and he was from Urbro, the town next to me. And uh, this is like his uh, statue in in downtown Urbro. Um, so yeah, we were there doing some photo shoots. I'm actually my helmet that I had there for the five hundred is ex- inspired by his. Uh, helmet design that he used in the 70s so it's, uh, it's nice. pretty cool actually so when is your statue going to go right next to him yeah that's the question uh you know after what i what happened the other day you know when we we're in kumla and having this celebration that's uh maybe maybe one day we'll see oh yeah hey that happy bastard didn't win the indy 500 you won the greatest race in the history of mankind they ought to create like a five-story <laughs> a statue of you holding your helmet and milk <laughs> and everything else man Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> when we were talking about trophies here in North America, one of the big trophies is the Stanley Cup. They take it around, they pour beer in it, and they, everybody has a party and everything. <laughs> Does anything remotely close to that happen with the Borg Warner trophy, or do you have security guards that keep it from going places where they don't want it to go? <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, the Borg Warner Trophy is a little bit more fragile and, and uh, unique than the Stanley Cup in many ways. I mean, the Stanley Cup is awesome as well, but as I understand it, they have like multiple uh, versions of the Stanley Cup that they travel because every one of the team members get to get it to their home country. And like you said, they party and, you know, throw it around and all that. The Borg Warner Trophy is a lot of security around. I'm the only one that's allowed to touch it uh, as I'm the winner. And then the security people have to have gloves on when they, they handle it and everything. So it's pretty, it's pretty high security, but we did do some cool stuff. I had like a friend, some family sort of a thing on Saturday night where I got some, some, uh, some artists from Sweden to come by and some other people. So it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I've been uh, trying to do some fun stuff with it when it's been here in Sweden for a week. 
Indy so. 500 champion for 2022, Marcus Erickson joining us here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, thanks for taking time out. I know you're way the hell over there across the pond and the water and everything else there in Sweden. Good luck to you, buddy. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Always good talking to you. See you, bud. Actually, there's a funny story. The Borg Warner used to not have such high security, and it used to go around the Butler University campus and people would drink out of it. The top used to be, well, it's still removable, but it's only for packing purposes now. But they used to drink out of it. And then somewhere around the 70s, they decided, uh-uh, it's getting too dinged. The silver's getting too tarnished. And so now from that point on, yeah, it's only white glove service. <laughs> it, is, it is protected like a baby now. <laughs> I wonder if it would do something for IndyCar if they could make more than one and have it, uh, you know, like he was saying, travel around and people could have fun with it. And it would maybe make IndyCar rise to the level of the National Hockey League. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Make, even though they would be replicas, mm -hmm. it's still if it's the same size and it looks the same. It's not a bad idea. Well, how about this, a Freak Nation? Suave, why don't you do this? Put it out on Twitter at Speed ah, Freaks. What would you drink out of the Borg Warner? <laughs> what would you want to drink out of the Borg Warner? Statman, what would you want to drink out of your Borg Warner? Now that I put you on the spot. Dr. Pepper, without oh. question. Dr. What? Not even, not even question. It's a good chuggable beverage, but wow, that, that shocks me. No Hennessy, no what? Dr. Pepper. Cognac? Okay. Dr. Pepper. Cognac might tarnish. Speaking of <laughs> But if it's a replica and you can drink out of it, go full on cognac. Yeah. Well, Dr. Pepper. Crash, what about you? Wine. Come on. Get creative. No, okay. Cabernet Sauvignon. I mean, no, I want to drink wine out of the Borg Warner Trophy. If what, what am I supposed to say? A milk mixture? Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to drink wine out of the Borg Warner. Milk and Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yep. That would tarnish more than the trophy. <laughs> yeah, my entire innards. I'd like to have like a flight of drinks with my buds. You know, have a have six or seven. You know, a cosmopolitan, a whiskey sour. Okay, okay. hold on. What? You know how wide that opening of the top of the Borg Warner is? Yeah. It's huge. So how are you going to have a fly? I mean, are you going to pour a teeny tiny little drink in there and then chug that? And then another teeny tiny drink and then chug that? Look, I just won the goddamn Indy 500. I can put I can put two gallons of a freaking cosmopolitan okay. in there and share it with my neighborhood. Okay. Two gallons of cosmopolitan. <laughs> you turn the cup up and just keep going back. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't stand up after that. <laughs> well, you know how they have it at, you know, at the bachelorette parties and they always have those drinks where there's 56 freaking straws in one drink. That's a good point. Why not do that? Oh, there you go. Stat, you, have the, you can have the stat madamus relatives sitting around with all these freaking straws just drinking some Hennessy or some Jack and Coke. <laughs> And everybody, when they got finished, when they when you hear the, the rumble from the last sip out of the bottom, everybody'd be laid out on the ground. <laughs> Throw the caution flag. Caution. Yeah, right. Exactly. You have a party at your house, and when they enter the party, they grab one, like a three-foot straw. Okay. Okay. Now you, you're talking. I see, see there? Mm -hmm. Instead of kissing the bricks, they'd be kissing the sky. <laughs> Because they'd be 
<laughs> completely Excuse horizontal on the ground. I kiss this guy. Da, da, da. All right, we'll probably get bumped off of YouTube for me <laughs> humming four seconds of Hendrix right there. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mixed drinks. That's the winner. Mm, all right. So yeah, we don't need to put it on Twitter anymore. We've got the winner. Uh, more freaks coming up. <laughs> Careful how I say some things coming up here. Uh, first, Mercedes got its first F1 win of the season today in Brazil. George Russell, his first win of his career. Seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton was second. Uh, but the background of the race says a lot. Hamilton tangled with his bitter rival Max Verstappen during the race. In short, Verstappen and his team said Hamilton should have moved out of Max's way. Officials thought so much of the Max attack, they gave him a five-second penalty for diving under Hamilton's Mercedes, causing contact. Then later, Mad Max refused to follow team orders so teammate Sergio Perez could pass and get some needed points in his battle for second in the season championship. Perez is now tied with Ferrari's Charles Leclerc with one race left. Mad Max got on the radio, said not only would he not get out of the way, he said, quote, don't ask me again. Seems like everyone should get out of Verstappen's way, especially if you're a non-white driver from Britain or Mexico. For Max, team or even cooperation means nothing. Just get out of his way. Sport's too small for that attitude. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. All right, coming up next segment, Freak Nation. I promised and we will deliver. The best season ever. NASCAR is asking that question. Uh, They've got numerous uh, reasons why the 2022 season was the best season ever for the NASCAR Cup Series. Statman, you've got about a minute and 15 seconds there, my friend. Uh, Were there be any repercussions outside of what we saw uh, today for Max Verstappen? I don't think so, unless I don't think so. Lewis sort of said, you know, that's that's what Max does. Uh, Lewis sort of speaks to he's the conscious of F1 right now. Uh, no, I don't think it'd be repercussions if his uh, girlfriend's father could call use the N word to refer to Lewis. I don't, and there was no repercussion. I don't think there'd be any repercussion from this. Uh, there might be a, a stern talking to by uh, uh, the, the powers that be at, at uh, Red Bull uh, saying, look, dude, when we tell you what to do, do it. We're paying you enough money to get your undivided attention. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. I think Red Bull would pull them aside before the series at this point. I, I, there's so many people talking about Formula One not predominantly because of Max and his attitude, but him winning the championship last year brought a lot of conversation around the world. Not all good, but it conversation it was, and it was eyeballs on the series. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're very The right greatest there. season ever for the NASCAR Cup Series? They seem to think so. We'll tell you why next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in and you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800 948 That's 800-948-1659. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800 That's 800-631-9123. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. If you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, you saw that I just put on a new lid from Gur Racing, Michelle Abadi, badass Trans Am pilot. Uh, part of the Lucas Oil family sent us, uh, sent me some snappy gear. Sorry, guys. Oh, nice know, sharesies of you, Kenny. Number on the bottom. <laughs> badass. I like that. You look about 15 years younger wearing that hat, Kenny, because I'm going to paint the picture for our radio audience here. Yellow hat, black on the sides, got the number on the bottom of the brim, and the brim is completely flat. There is no curve, 
in the brim of your cap right now, and it makes you look like a kid. And I kind of love it. You like that? Well done. That's what the kids are doing nowadays. Yeah. Kenny the kid. Freak Nation. Uh, we'll put it out on Twitter. Get a get a snappy. Uh, uh, oh, what's your boy. name, Richie? Uh, ready, Richie. What's get a uh, screenshot, and I'll pose for you. You ready? Oh, this is also ready? great okay. radio. Kenny posing. Oh, yes. He's puckering oh. the lips and giving us the guns. Hey, hey, yeah, you're a youngin. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Right, that out and be sure to uh, tag Michelle and send them to the website, Gur Racing. That's G-R-R Racing.com. Severely badass. Thank you, uh, Michelle Abadi, for sending us uh, fine paraphernalia. Okay, you're going you're gonna to have some extra heads to put all the other hats on for the people that want to uh, – Get some publicity on this wonderful show. Look, we've been doing this for 22 years. My head's stout enough to wear a lot of damn hats, that man. Uh, you, yeah, that's true. You do wear a lot of hats on the show. That's you know what, damn it. Hey, real quick, uh, I just sent this to our group. And again, I just, I like doing things like this, I like springing stuff, stuff on you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. a there's a link on Reddit, and more often I believe Reddit than I don't. And this is the average number of passes per race from 1990 to 2016. In what series? Formula One. Okay. Uh, DRS, which stands for drag reduction system, and tire oh, changes introduced in 2011, but refueling in 1994 had a very negative effect. Richie, if you could bring this up on YouTube or Facebook Live. And I look back when we started this show and how I used to rant and our former co-host used to rant <laughs> on Formula One and lack of passing. And I go back and compare, uh, what is it, uh, when we started the show in 2000, where there were probably averages of 16, 17 passes per race. And then in 2009, it looks like there might have been <laughs> nine or 10 passes per race in Formula One. And then, of course... Uh, when the DRS was implemented, you see, you Ooh, see where it jumped. <laughs> Ooh, it jumped. Yeah, in 2009, Crasher it looks like maybe eight, nine passes per race to. Gosh. How about 2005? That's the <laughs> the bottom of the of the series. That's even lower than 2009. 2005 was just meh. But hey, Michael Schumacher crushed everything. Stabman, listen. You had half a brain in 2000. I was fine. I was still trying to figure mine out. What the hell happened in that year, man? There were like three passes average race in Formula One. No wonder I was crushing it and wanted to punt Ralph Schumacher in the man bag. Uh, Crash was right. That was when, uh, you know, one or two teams were controlling everything. And the only passes happened when Michael told the crew to – Tell uh, what was his name? Cigar smoker. Uh, uh, tell him to pull over so I could pass. Cigar smoker. Cigar smoker? Yeah, I think uh, Rubens Barrichello. When you say Rubens, pull over, Rubens Barrichello. Yeah, he used to smoke cigars with uh, uh, the ringmaster in his cigar room. I did not know that. Yeah. So well, when Formula yeah. One came to Indianapolis, one of our good friends was smoking cigars with Rubens in his basement in his cigar room. Yeah. Yep. Dang. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So uh, <laughs> this leads me to the best season ever. We got a press release. I haven't actually printed this thing out. Richie, do you know what uh, paper is? You guys killing paper yet? Millennials? Stop it. I haven't used a printer in three years. Oh. I, like, I like Michael Curtis saying they're passing his racing. No S. Yeah. I agree, Michael. 
Uh, best season ever. NASCAR up. closes the book on extraordinary 2022 season. Some of the highlights, the rewritten record book suggest an answer. Uh, nine races have set records in GFPL. Green flag passing laps for the lead this season. Oh, green okay. flag passes for the lead. Yep. So not okay. Got yep. it. A total not of, because of pit stops. Not because of yeah. Got it. Okay. Right. So go back to 2005 and Formula One they, when they averaged five passes per race. A total of nine different NASCAR Cup races have set records in green flag passes for the lead this season, including Circuit of the Americas. 30 green flag passes for the lead. That's a freaking road course, Freak Nation. Atlanta, the first one, 141 passes. Las Vegas, 57. Wow, this is it? Wow. Okay, Bristol Dirt, 20 green flag passes for the lead. Hey, wait a minute. That flies in the face of what Michael Curtis just told us, that – Dirt racing was passing, or passing was dirt racing. <laughs> but remember, those these are green flag passes. Yeah, but still, that's it. What is it again from the Bristol dirt race? Because that seems low to me. 20. I don't remember that being much of a parade. Am I just thinking only of the end and how dramatic that was? I mean, it was Easter, and I was coloring eggs halfway through. So I have to admit, there's a lot of the Bristol dirt race I did not see. How much adult beverage did you have while you were coloring the eggs? More than colored eggs, yes. Hey, I was sitting with sitting down <laughs> with a dude a from a dude from Boston. Originally, his family's from Ireland. That uh, I think I watched the Boston Celtics win a game, and he'd never watched a NASCAR Cup race ever, and saw that finish yeah. on Bristol dirt, and he was sold. I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, it just took us four and a half hours to get there, bro. But uh, it's a great finish. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, green flag passing increased year over year in a year over year comparison. 2021 to 2022, the 22 season has seen an increase in total green flag passes throughout the field, plus 636%, 6 6.36%. Second closest average margin of victory. The average margin of victory for this season was, wow. 1.011 1.011 seconds, which is the second closest since the advent of electronic timing and scoring in 19, 1993. My God. Now, see, now that that alone, now I understand the safety concerns, but mm-hmm. the new car comes in and the racing gets better, more passing, uh, uh, closer finishes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, that I still think that there's something more going on with the injuries than just the car. I think that they find out that a lot of those injuries that happen are the car backing into the wall or hitting the wall that didn't, the soft wall that's no longer soft. Yeah, it's something that I really do hope that they do more detailed research on in the off season. Because yeah, if it's, if it isn't, if it truly isn't just the car injuring these drivers, you need to find out sooner than later what it is. And going back to Statman's point, I'm wondering if they're setting themselves up for failure next year when they try and not repurpose, when they try and retool this car, at least for safety purposes. Dig this. Again, if you're just tuning in, best season ever, NASCAR closes the book on Extraordinary 2022. This is a press release that came out this week. Well, they're asking the question, best season ever? Was it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, if you look at some of these stats, this is bonkers. It it, it, it hits. The biggest biggest thing – 
were the stats about new drivers winning and uh, out of the, of the four in the final four, two of them were brand new faces. I think those are the, the biggest issues that happened this year is that new people, and that's going to bring their fans plus people who are tired of the old uh, faces are saying, hey, this there is something new in NASCAR. That alone is worth looking at. Highest percentage of lead. Le- and again, this plays right into what Statman was saying. I mean, I may have some disagreements with the safety of the car, but highest percentage of lead lap finishers in the modern era. The 36 races for the 22 NASCAR Cup Series season to produce an average percentage of fifth, almost 60% of the competitors finishing on the lead lap per race. That's the highest percentage of lead wow. lap finishers through 36 races in the modern era. And that modern era crash was started in 1972. That's the modern era. I was going to say, That's you don't even have to say ago. modern. You can say in the history of the sport, because we all know how many races in the, well, sixties. And I was going to say seventies of which there were maybe four or five cars on the lead lap. So come on, just say in the history of the sport, say it for what it really is. They're saying the modern era was 50 years ago. Man. Yeah, that's. Here comes the socks. Here comes the socks. Go ahead, Stat. (laughs) I have socks older than this modern era. (laughs) I got got socks and sweaters older than Asgard. That's the case. (laughs) (laughs) Richie. Again, you're the newbie in this. However, I say newbie. Uh, you're you're about seven or eight years into diving headfirst into motorsports. What stands out for you being the the biggest move, the, the biggest mover shaker for NASCAR specifically, say for this season? The amount of different winners there were, and there's another stat in there too, reading down the list about how there were three different drive for diversity drivers that won races this year. Kyle Larson was one of them. Bubba Wallace is one of them. And also Daniel Suarez is one of them. And I think that is something that's very important. Something that Statman's brought up. And I think Kenny and Crash, you guys have brought up all season two is continuing to move the sport in direction that is more reflective of the 2022 makeup of society not just the united states but internationally as well daniel suarez is from mexico winning his first career nascar cup race this year but there's one one thing that i thought of when we were talking about this prior to the show and i want to bring up with you guys because this was fox's preseason tagline was they were getting people ready for this season saying it was going to be the best season ever so this was their tagline Prior to the season, if you guys remember that leading up to the uh, clash at the Coliseum during the NFL playoffs, that's what they were saying. But outside of Ross Chastain's ridiculous move in Martinsville, is there one moment you can point to that sticks out to you? And I'd argue there really isn't outside of all those different winners. Mm. It's For me, you can watch the NFL playoffs last year, and I can name you 12 different things that I remember from the NFL playoffs last year. Granted, I'm a Rams fan, so that might change things. But if... I can't think of many things off the top of my head that go, oh, wow, I remember that from this NASCAR season. Okay, so are you saying that's a bad thing, that there might not be a moment? Yeah, yeah. so you can have a bunch of different winners, and that's cool, but if you don't have things people can remember, then then what are you trying to do? I can think of three right now. Bubba Wallace winning a race on the racetrack. That was big. Bristol on dirt was big for me, and – Oh gosh, it just came and went. 
there was one more. Oh, what did I say? I said Bristol on dirt, right? Oh, um, Pitbull and Ice, Ice Cube, Cube. Yeah. <laughs> and a NASCAR race in the middle of the Coliseum. Yeah. In South Central Los Angeles. Yeah, yep. exactly. And the, the important thing with the Pitbull thing and the Ross Chastain, Chastain thing too, crossover appeal. So it's just that has ramifications beyond the sport of NASCAR. Ross Chastain had the biggest reach, I think, of anything NASCAR's ever seen digitally, which means it went into the pop culture of the United States of America and the world. And you can argue the same thing with Pitbull a little bit too. The one of the biggest stars in the world and he was performing in the middle of an NASCAR race. And I was at that race and people were vibing along and loving it and dancing. It was really dope. Yeah. Vibing along and dancing was really dope. There's a sentence that has never been associated (laughs) with anything related to NASCAR ever in history. Vibing along and really dope. Things that have never been said about NASCAR. 50, over 50 million impressions with that move from Ross Chastain. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Nationwide, right? Because they they were marketing 100 million impressions just in that one week worldwide. Well, by Wednesday, it'll be uh, 300 million. The wall ride of the ages, 27.9 million videos, video views. Mm. Ah, damn. Uh, Guys, uh, we got to break. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up, Freak Nation, uh, absolutely nothing. (laughs) Because we're done done in two minutes. Coming up, our heads are going to hit a pillow. Gur Racing. Thank you, Michelle Abadi, for the snappy hat. It's awesome. Badass. Hey, Statman, I uh, I uh, made my first bun oh, this weekend. Yes. You know what that means? You should have uploaded the video. I did. Oh, you did? No, I mean to the show. Why? So we were, I was talking. I had family visiting this weekend, and we were talking about pecan buns and ice cream over uh, breakfast this morning. Okay, different bun, but yeah. Do you you have a (laughs) website called Rabbit Hole Stats Rabbit Hole dot com? That's a good. I ought to uh, ought to put that that that'd be a good URL to have. (laughs) So my daughter is in the Nutcracker again this year, and Crasher, her lovely uh, wife, uh, mom, was out of town, so pops had to put. Henley's hair in a bun. Oh, oh, that's, I had to learn how to braid my daughter's hair to get it ready for school. I I got good at it too. I was, you know, yep. put a little barrette, put a little barrette on the end of it, make a match and have the suits, the braids coming out of both sides. <laughs> wow. The lessons you learn from the freaks on a Sunday night before you start your Monday. You want, you want to know about rabbit holes? I'll give you some rabbit holes. Well, we don't need some rabbit holes right now because we got to get the hell out of here in about Hashtag 10 seconds. Hashtag girl dad. Vibing right. and dancing along. <laughs> Shoot the juice in the moose, that man. Cut it loose. Yeah. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 